I'm curious, where are you right now? And where did you work today? Was it today a day off for you? It's Monday, 31st of August. And for listeners in the UK, today was a bank holiday. Um, Where I am in Ireland, it wasn't. But I would imagine that most of us today have had a kind of similar experience, which is that we're dressed in everyday clothes, perhaps not in shirts and ties or blouses or skirts. We're at home, more than likely working from a kitchen table or a bedroom desk or a in a cafe or a hotel lobby, because as you know, offices have closed. And what's happening right now is a radical shift in how we train people, how we coach people, how we connect with people. And what's that been like for you? Have you by now figured out how to adapt to this new reality? Are you struggling or have you got some kind of routine which you can rely on? So I thought today it would be useful to put some thoughts on the table about the kinds of things that would help you to work from home because hard to say what three months from now look like. It's September as you're listening to this. I cannot believe where where the time's gone. I can't understand how the summer's gone by so quickly. It's, we could say, a forgettably unforgettable year, but this could be the reality for a number of months or, fingers crossed, hopefully not a number of years to come. So today's question is, how do I make working from home work for me? This is episode 103 of the Training Business Podcast. And welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hi, my name is Mark, and I'm the host of the Training Business Podcast. It's my pleasure to present an episode of this show every single Thursday. And if this is your first time here, I'm delighted to welcome you to this show. There are many, many episodes of the show on a range of podcast platforms because you'll find episodes of the show out every single Thursday when I release episodes. And I think you're listening to this episode today, well, for you today, Thursday, the 3rd of September. But this is the show for freelance trainers, for training business owners, for training consultants just like you and me. And the goal of every episode every Thursday is to help you to start to grow and to scale a profitable training business. Now, to that end, if you look back through the archive of episodes, many episodes are with me, but we've also had guests on in the previous 102 episodes. And I'd like you to dip into those episodes and find something that's valuable to you, given where you are on this training business journey. So right now, I'm, as I'm recording this, I'm at home. But as I was planning for today's episode, I was in a cafe. Actually, I had a mask on. And it's kind of funny to find myself doing this with increased frequency. And the reason is that, to my mind, when I'm doing particular things, I like a particular environment. And strangely enough, I find white noise works. What white noise is, is some kind of background noise. Some people I know love a quiet environment because any sound or interruptions throw them off what they're doing. And of course, when you're training, you want a professional 
quiet environment, but let's say you're doing ordinary planning or administration stuff. People I know, a lot of people I know, like a quiet environment. I love a chaotic environment because this helps me to focus. So the Germans have a lovely phrase for this. I lived in Germany for a number of years, and the phrase in German is Tapetenwechsel, which means change of wallpaper. And some people, like me at least, like the variety of working, let's say, one day here, one day there. And this is why increasingly we see uh, hot desking in a physical or office environment. But of course, you and I both know that's kind of now been ripped up because there is a huge change underway in the way people work, where they work from, how they work. So I've been in a cafe today and now I'm at home recording this. And of course, there's no office anymore. And for some of you, that's more than likely very hard. If you're used to a corporate environment or even an environment where you go to a specific shared office space, that familiarity is gone. And a lot of us, not all of us, a lot of us like a specific location to get specific things done. So it's important for you and for me to get a break from this home routine now where everything is arguably home-based. And there are times we want a home office, but there are times we want a different office. So perhaps there was a time you could commute, but for most of us, that's gone. Um, many offices have closed, even environments where I'd have gone to work a couple of times a week, like a shared in fact, there's a bank not far from me that has made available to the public uh, like an, an open office where people can go there if they have a business account with the bank and they can use the Wi-Fi and the coffee machine all for free and they've got access to chairs and magazines, etc. But of course, many of those have closed right now and that's got to be hard because now for many of us, it's just the kitchen table or the bedroom or, or the cafe if we're lucky. And those locations, of course, are not ideal to train or coach from because the, the, they're noisy, with lousy acoustics, perhaps the Wi-Fi isn't dependable, and often the, the information you are discussing with people isn't something which can be discussed in an open environment. So I thought of today a couple of things to help you with navigating this new environment and making working from home work for you. Number one today is to choose a consistent location. And what I found is that if I work in a specific environment for specific things, my brain tends to associate particular things with that environment only. So starting in the same place at the same time, leaving that place at the same time. So there is a clear division between the home office and the, let's call it the work office, and that's got to be hard because for many of us, there is no office office anymore. The home office or a part of the bedroom or a part of the kitchen or a part of the house or apartment has been sequestered, taken over. And it's now perhaps much to the annoyance of some people around you. That's now your office, that particular chair, that particular environment at that particular time of day. So I find if you can choose a consistent location where people around you know that when you're in that location, you're focused on work and nothing else. When you're in that room or in that chair, in that room, in that corner of the room, you're in work mode. That's the time when I'm doing these things. I need focus 
and no interruptions. And of course, if you're like me, you may like to change things up. If you pr- prefer variety, maybe you like to you might like to train one particular thing in one specific location. So for example, if I'm training people as I am tomorrow morning at nine o'clock on Zoom, I will be in one specific location. But when it comes to doing things like admin, things where my brain likes to make an excuse so I can do something more interesting online, I know that by being in a cafe where I've got a table and chair and I've got coffee and a noise around me, interestingly, that helps me to concentrate. Is that true for you? I don't know. Have you figured out by now over the past few months what you need to have in terms of a consistent location? I know that when I'm doing what I call non-IGA activities, non-income generating activities, non-IGA activities, that I get those things done in a noisy environment where I've got to, I focus more easily for some reason with, with noise around me. But when it comes to other things, obviously when training or coaching online or recording like this one, I cannot have noise around me. So is a hotel lobby for you? For these particular things, the best place? Is your bedroom the best place? I think that consistency helps your brain to focus on those specific things when there's familiarity with that location. So I would argue that it's something you really have to figure out and start to figure out soon. What is the best location for specific tasks? I'm curious. Share your thoughts with me, mark at trainingbusiness.com. Number two today is to set up your office Now, for many of us, the office is wherever the laptop is. But as I said, that's not true for all of us because many of us have found this break from a corporate or let's say an office, typically office looking environment traumatic. No longer have we got that office chair, that office desk. And the trouble is that ergonomically, The kitchen chair or the bedroom chair is not designed for long hours. It's ergonomically disastrous. And it's quite interesting right now, the number of articles and videos online urging people, urging people not to sit down so much because it's very easy when you're not in an office location with interruptions like meetings. It's very easy to to watch yourself down and stay in that chair all day, every day. And of course, there is research which reveals that there is increased concern about things like thrombosis, blood flow. So one of the things I would think we all need to start thinking about is the fact that we could be in this office, home office environment for quite a number of months to come, perhaps indefinitely for some of us. So is it time putting on my coaching hat here, is a time now to start thinking of a way to make part of your house or your property or some location into something that resembles an office that you can perhaps close the door on at particular times of the day and realize that sometimes um, there are times of day to be in there and times of day to get out of there. So is it time now to make that leap, invest in a good chair, invest in a good desk, standing or sitting, up to you, invest in office quality equipment, lighting, because this could be an investment. It's your place of work for some time to come. Perhaps you want to contact the tax authorities in your region or jurisdiction, wherever you're listening to this right now, and find out, are there grants available or are there tax breaks 
to you as business owners to run a business from home, from your apartment or your house. Because again, this could be the place of work for some of us indefinitely, months or years to come. What about the backdrop in your room? If you're on Zoom, sometimes this virtual uh, background only looks good to such a point. It's kind of fun to look at, you know, palm tree background, but this green screen looks ridiculous sometimes and often it doesn't suit particular backgrounds. And I've seen some trainers I've spoken with recently convert a, a background into something which they're quite proud to share on screen. Maybe books, maybe particular plants, some kind of calming color. There is research on what colors are conducive to a positive learning experience. Some people say orange and yellow are obvious colors. It may not suit your branding. It's up to you to, to think about, but it's something I would consider. Something else which helps me is soundproofing. And I've invested in soundproof tiles from Amazon, and you can find them from a range of online uh, platforms. Amazon is the obvious one. And I bought a 48-pack box of foam wedge panels. And depending on the brand you choose, they could be between $20 or $50 or pounds or euros. And sound can make a huge difference to the user experience. I know many trainers have realized that the headset they have is just rubbish. And it's time to really invest in something a bit more professional, because if you're now in a face-to-face, -face, or rather if you're now in a virtual environment, what you have really is what people can see in here. What people can see in here is now your brand. And even if your training is good, the quality of the experience seeing you and hearing you has a huge impact on what users think about you and your learning product. So is it time to invest in a good mic? I've done that with a, a Blue Yeti microphone, arguably the most popular podcasting mic in the world. It's a USB mic. I can bring it with me anywhere. I bought a case online and that goes or used to go with me to B&Bs and hotels. Uh, very simple to pack, very simple to travel. But you could also, of course, invest in something a bit more upmarket like a Sennheiser uh, mic. Uh, and some people even buy mixers. That, that's too complex for me, but some people think that tech, you can geek out and you can invest in all this kind of stuff like a podcast arm, which you see on some YouTube channels. But maybe, maybe it's time to invest in this permanent or temporarily permanent office in terms of the sound, in terms of lighting, of course, another thing. And something else which really annoys me, I have to say, going on a mini rant here, is the fact that many people who are really good at what they do have a, a laptop angled in such a way that I'm looking up their nose. I'm looking at their nose hair. Or they have a, a bright window behind them and they are basically a dark shape. And the lighting has a terrible effect on the, the meeting. So as I've found uh, over the past couple of months, that, that environment has got to change. So now, of course, I have proper lighting in my room. And something else you might want to think of as we go into the summer or rather winter months is lighting, not just for uh, making your room or environment more or brighter, but also from a seasonal affectation disorder perspective. What do I talk about? What am I talking about? Um, I find the winter months very hard. So that's why I uptake my my intake of, of fish oil 
do a lot more exercise. And I was out today for a 23-mile cycle and yesterday a three-mile run. But I find that the the absence of light really affects my mood. Um, and that's something I can't afford. So I've invested, of course, in an SAP light, which you can buy online for about $150 or pounds. And depending on where you are, very often those devices are treated as medical devices and therefore there is no VAT on them or, or sales tax if you're in the States right now or somewhere else. That may not be the case for you, but I found that by thinking of lighting and, and audio and backdrop, um, these will have a huge impact on how your training is perceived. Now you feel, of course, about your office environment and about two months ago on Amazon, I bought a Bo Boyata, that's B-O-Y-A-T-A, -A, a Boyata solid aluminium stand for my MacBook Pro, which I can prop up at eye level. And therefore people are looking at me at eye level. So it's good for my neck. My next investment is a proper office chair. I realize that COVID's not going away. So it's time now to really upscale uh, the office environment and to have professional equipment, which helps me ergonomically and of course health-wise. Lighting's a big thing, soundproofing's a big thing. And of course then, something else you might want to look at is maybe some other equipment. Some people have now, I'm thinking of a trainer I know, Pete, who has invested in a Samsung Flip 2. That's a Samsung Flip 2. And this is an electronic Samsung flip chart. I've seen this on video, it looks pretty cool. The last time I looked, they are sold out on Amazon. But that, again, that's something you might want to think of. Bringing that kind of training environment into your office, home and office environment, and investing in things like this. And something else I'm thinking of very soon is investing in some kind of, um, I think it's called a Dell monitor mount, where I will plug my laptop into two screens, which I can have on a large arm, really up high at eye level, because I find my neck is really getting sore the more I crane and look at the screen. So you might think I'm on some kind of shopping list frenzy here. Not really, but I want you to think about your home environment needing, if not now, but shortly to be upgraded to an environment where you feel like you're in work mode. You look like you're in work mode and you can operate mentally and healthily in work mode in this environment for maybe weeks or months, hopefully not years to come because it will pay off this investment. Number three today is to develop a routine. Now, if you're used to, as I've been, going to someone's premises and having a coffee and going into the meeting room and talking with people and perhaps going to a breakout room, all of a sudden that's gone. So it's easy to stay in bed when your desk is now your world and it's only seven feet away or it's in the next room or it's downstairs. And this cannot be overstressed, excuse the pun. It's this growing, and it's really growing, a trend, a worrying trend in mental health. Because if you don't have a routine, I don't think you've got the basis for success. And I say this with a large finger pointed back at me, because I struggle with this. And I know that when I've got a routine, I feel good about myself, about what I do, and the day seems to work better. And there are days this year, I'm, I'm being perfectly open with you here, I literally have not gotten out of bed until four o'clock 
when for some reason I find myself in the depths of despair. For some reason, a nice bright day and I feel awful. Is this true for you? I know, I know in my heart, this is true for some of you, not all of you. For some of us, this change has really pulled a handbrake. It has really radicalized how everything works and how we live and how we shop and how we we can't go some places anymore. And my sister, who lives in the Netherlands, um, a couple of months ago, I think at the beginning of this, no, in fact, it was it was it was last year because I visited her. In fact, uh, she lives in a place called Sandport in the Netherlands, not far from the sea. And she almost proactively, of course, before any of the surface, she moved out there away from Amsterdam, where she was for about four years. She got a dog, took up gardening, has developed hobbies, which are not work-related. And this is something that I think a lot of people have done quite well this year. Now, I haven't done it so well, and I'm quite happy to be vulnerable and open with you about this. I think I've still got some changes to make to how I do things, and I need to really improve my routines because as a coach, of course, I can't very well coach people and say, you should do this, or have you thought about doing this if I'm not doing this myself? I know now that on particular days of the week, particular things, activities seem to work well for me. And I know I need a break and to do some things to break up this monotony, which can very quickly overtake you. You can easily get depressed in this current environment. And I know I know firsthand without saying who, I know a couple of people who are really struggling in terms of their marriages, their relationship with them, with their wives or partners, boyfriends, girlfriends, their kids, uh, finding it very hard to navigate this new normal. So you may want to get some help with this. Seriously, you might want to talk to colleagues, uh, some health specialist, uh, a coach. You might want to reach out to someone involved in counseling or therapy. I'm not saying this lightly. A lot of people are finding this very, very hard to fit in with this new reality. And I was blind to this for quite a while, and this caused domestic problems for me. So in this COVID world right now, it's not a case of living to work anymore, but working to live as best you can to develop a life-friendly, health-friendly, business-friendly, family-friendly routine, which of course fits in with the routines of other people you may be living with, because their worlds, of course, have been turned upside down, as well as ours, and we've got to recognize this. Number four today is to develop your skill set for this new reality. It's September. It's, in fact, Monday, 31st of August, as I'm recording this. And I'd like you to ask yourself what your 2021 looks like. Is it more of the same? Or are there things, trends, which indicate that there are new things you have to master, new technologies to master. What can you do? What do you need to do? What do you need to learn to stay ahead of this curve? Are there online courses you want to make? Are there online courses you want to take? Uh, and more about that soon in terms of making online courses. Do you need to learn how to film a video using a DSLR? What lighting do you need? And of course, Thinking about what I talked about a few moments ago about office equipment, is that worth investing in right now? Because interestingly, many of the things that I hoped to to get and to buy were sold out very quickly because of COVID. All of a sudden, there was a huge run on, on Macs, on MacBooks, on laptops were sold out for quite a while where I live. And many forms of office equipment were simply sold out too. So 
thinking ahead, what kind of things do you need right now in terms of hardware, software, um, learning to upskill you and equip you for the coming year, 2021? Now is the time to start thinking of the next quarter because we're about to step into Q4. Are there things you have to learn, like Google ads or Facebook ads? Where can you learn these things? Because without being, um, without scaring you, there is a generation of people now. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. There are a generation of people snapping at my heels. So I have to think of ways to adjust to this. There are also, of course, people who are ahead in terms of age, age of me, age of you, who are finding this transition to a purely virtual environment, home-based environment, tremendously difficult. And I suspect many people will not make this transition. So if it's to be, it's up to me. If it's to you, it's up to you. What is the skill set? What things do you need to learn? Which things can you outsource coming into 2021? What does your business capability look like? And perhaps that of your team. What is your plan to upskill? And of course, to upskill other people if you're working with other people in your team. What are those decisions? What investment decisions do you have to make as 2021 is just around the corner? Only a matter of weeks right now. I hate to say it as the days get shorter, but there is a new reality. This will be the first full year, arguably, of COVID-19, about to be COVID-2021, and who knows how long past that. Okay, so number five today then, and this harkens back again to my point about mental health, is to stay connected, to stay connected with colleagues. Some of us reluctantly are realizing that we're not going back to the office. Some kids are not going back to school. Some school, schools are not opening. And maybe some environments where we're used to working will not reopen. I can see a huge change coming in terms of how city centers operate and shared office space operates. Maybe that's not available to you anymore. So in lieu of that, instead of that, we have to stay connected with people more than ever through some kind of means. It could be with your colleagues or with your peers, with your clients, with virtual assistants, people in your team. Regular updates are more important than ever. Not just communicating to communicate, but communicating to connect to send people video messages, not just about business, but perhaps about family life. I'm surprised how human people have become. I'm looking at people now who, before this year, were only reachable through a VA, through some kind of assistant EA, executive assistant, and now I'm looking at them in a t-shirt and shorts with a dog on the lap and pictures of the family behind them. So, this is a massive problem, but also a massive opportunity. And maybe we need to, thinking of step four here, to use tools not just to prospect, but to communicate and to resonate with people on a human level. And I mentioned Loom last week and how video messaging is increasingly used by people to communicate in the absence of face-to-face -face interaction. There are tools out there like Bonjoro, and a couple of more which I see being developed, and I will talk to you about those in coming episodes. Maybe you can schedule voice calls, not for business, but just to connect with people, 
not just for training and selling, because it's very easy to get sucked into technology only in beast mode or business mode. I would think of ways that you could set up a trainer network, perhaps with people in your locality, meetup.com. Meetup.com is a place where you can find all kinds of groups online. You can check in. Of course, there's a training business network or group on Facebook. Maybe you want to join that and add to the conversation. But thinking of ways to schedule a check-in with people you perhaps realize are struggling right now. I can think of at least five people right now who found this new environment a huge struggle from all kinds of angles. So maybe you could schedule a call and say, hey, I'm working on this right now, um, but I'd love to help you with this. What are you working on? Here's what I'm working on. Can you help? What are you working on? Can I help? So more than ever, we have to give, 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 give. That's the seven give formula. And then ask. And your giving could take the shape of maybe starting a podcast like this one. If that's something you want help with, I would love to help you. No cost. I'm quite happy to do this. And I've done this twice this summer, helping people to start a podcast. I've made all the mistakes and screw-ups and boo-boos that you can make, and hopefully you will not have to make. So I'm quite happy to contact you about that, or you can reach out to me, mark at trainingbusiness.com. And there are plenty of things that I can think of right now. I am I need to really get better at, and I need to really think of ways I can give to people to get something in return. Being purely mercenary here, you have to give before you can get back, particularly in a business sense. So if you can start a podcast, great. Could you write a book? Um, could you start writing more content in terms of ebooks or guides or checklists that you can give away. Could you maybe start a video channel? I'm not good at that. And that's something I really have to, to pay attention to this huge trend for video content and think of ways to share my perspective, give value before I ask for anything in return, because there's a massive flattening right now of the business world. Everyone is trying to stand out online. We have to be creative with ways that we create content and of course, communicate with people who consume this content. I see a, without being pessimistic, I see a very tricky year ahead in 2021. If we're to solve this together, we have to be all in this together and work together. So stay connected with your colleagues, with your clients, with your assistants, VAs, with your peers, with your team, and be creative in how you do this and give people, give to people in a way that helps them so that they can help you. This is exactly what will all keep us sane and in business and alive in the coming months and perhaps years ahead. So today, how do you make working from home work for you? One, choose a consistent location where you associate that location with specific tasks, specific times of the week, specific activities. Two, set up your office if you have and are lucky to have a particular part of the apartment or house that you can make into an office. And of course, invest in making that a proper office, good uh, seating for your back and for your neck, good camera, good quality audio, good mic, good soundproofing, good lighting, not just from a point of illumination, but from the point of view of having that really, co I mean, I should have said this to you, of course, you can, of course, find natural light bulbs, um, online, on places like Amazon, and those uh, mimic 
natural daylight. And that's something I'm definitely going to invest in very shortly as the days get shorter. Um, get proper screens, of course, if you want to be seen. You want high quality cameras, high quality lighting, high quality backdrop, because this is going to be your training business in the weeks and months ahead. Number three is to develop a routine, which of course helps people around you to live with you. And I'm not someone who could say this proudly, but that's definitely my stupidity and selfishness has, has caused domestic problems. And I know for some people it's been catastrophic. So it's been a very tough year working with the people we love around us. How can we make our routine family-friendly, life-friendly, business-friendly, and of course, health-friendly? Number four today is to develop your skill set for this new reality. Start thinking right now of 2021, the skills that your clients need from you and the skills that you need to get in contact with them, to communicate with them, prospect with them, and of course, sell to them. Is it something to do with sales or advertising or marketing or content creation? If this is not something you can do, can you work with people who can do it for you? Because now is the time to start thinking of that transition. And number five today is to connect and to change how you connect, not just to prospect by connecting, but to connect in a way that's generous, that gives, because people, a lot of people are in difficult places right now. How can you help? by giving away content and give, 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 give in a way that gets people then to a point where when you ask for something, they willingly give in return. Could that giving take the form of more frequent uh, offers to help people proactively, almost on a, what's the word, pro bono basis? Could you just connect with people now and again to say, how's it going? Um, I'm, I'm currently doing these things. Could these things help you? Not hardcore selling, but hardcore helping, if that's not contradictory. And maybe to give content through a range of channels, video or audio like this one, or something that people can download and learn about, something that you can share with them to help them to navigate difficult challenges in their business right now. Because the people who will stand out in 2021 or the people who recognize that this environment is not going away, it may not change and the people who give will be the people who get. So there are my thoughts today on five ways that you can start to make working from home work for you. I'd love you to keep those suggestions coming in terms of the content and the, the guests, the kinds of things that you would like me to share with you in future episodes, because this is not about me. This is about a show for you. And for that reason, the content that I provide and put together and feature is designed to serve you and to help you. So please reach out. Don't be shy about doing so. I'm delighted to hear from people who listen to the show. And you can make your suggestions by emailing me, mark at trainingbusiness.com, or of course, connecting with me on a range of platforms. LinkedIn is the obvious one to do so. But until next Thursday, when there's a fresh episode of the podcast, I'd like to wish you the very best for September as we enter Q4. And of course, to ask you to come back for next week's episode. Until then, catch you next time. Bye for now. Thanks 
once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Go to trainingbusiness.com and subscribe right now to be notified of great competitions, upcoming VIP episodes, and amazing special offers to help you succeed in your training business. See you next time.